0: Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too. And share tools we've discovered or made up. So you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's get started. week and we are so excited to be finishing up our third episode in this series about kickstarting creativity. And today we are going to talk about kickstarting creative collaborations. So super excited about this one. But before we go into that, we are going to talk about our creative weeks. So Joy, what have you done? Okay, so I just I, you know, we talked last week about how we took this class from Maggie Stevewater and how much we've learned and how incredible and amazing it was. And I know May mentioned one of the exercises last week. And so I just I had to mention one exercise because you might be like me, and so I want you to know that you're not the only person. So here's what I took away from it. I'm stubborn. I'm so unbelievably (laughs) sore and May's laughing because she already knew that. (laughs) Uh, No, this is like solidarity sister laugh here because I'm with you. I am. I see that in myself. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are like us, okay, (laughs) just know that sometimes exercises or uh, challenges like our 40 challenges, you might be kind of stubborn and you don't want to do them. You might think, "Ah, this is not going to help me or okay in the case of what i'm thinking of she challenged us to think of different settings for something okay and so my initial reaction was i already thought that through i don't need another one <laughs> 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 so what i realized though and this is this has come up before in the past you know whether it be a critique or whether it be whatever you know your your initial reaction is just mm no, I got this. I'm okay. But if you listen and if you try something new and something different, oh my goodness, the possibilities, um, such amazing, beautiful things can happen. So there you go. <laughs> so you did the exercise. Anyway, I did. I did. I did it anyway. It was a success. It was fascinating. Actually. It was, it was quite an interesting study too, because seeing just how vastly different a story would be in a different setting. You know, I didn't want to consider other options and maybe it was because I knew how much it would change it, but that's a great thing. You know, it just completely and totally makes so many other options possible. So there you go. Very cool. Very cool. So what about you? I am still furthering the creative classwork So I'm transitioning back into working full-time in the office as well. So I am going from shelter-in-place May to full-time working mom May again. And I never really quit being full-time working mom May. I just was able to cut the travel, which was actually kind of nice for a good long while there. And now I've got to, you know, actually put on makeup again and you know fix my hair. Again. Nobody wants that. It was so funny. <laughs> I know I went back into the office and I was, um, I was getting ready that morning and my husband was leaving to go to work too. And he looked at me and he was like, it's been so long since I've seen you with your hair down. <laughs> <laughs> so at first I was like like feeling kind of guilty about it. Like maybe I haven't worn my hair down in a while and he likes it that way. And that sort of thing. But then I was like, um, shut the front door. I have been being a full-time mom and a full-time worker and an author and a podcaster and, uh, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a. so you know what, if my hair gets put in a ponytail, it gets put in a ponytail exactly. for, you know, four or whatever. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. And he didn't say it to be like derogatory toward me or anything. It was just an observation. It was and it was it was literally just kind of like this shock and all kind of. (laughs) Yeah, so the 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 classwork is continuing, the transitioning is continuing. So that is our creative week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now it's time for the topic. So we've started out, we we talked about kickstarting our own creativity, okay, so that was part one, and then last week we talked about kickstarting others' creativity, okay, so it's kind of that paying it forward thing. Um, Once you've kind of done that for yourself, you want to share and see the other people around you enjoy that and, you know, kind of have their creativity bolstered. So now we're looking at what are some ways you can collaborate creatively with others around you. Now, you never know who you might be able to partner with until you make yourself open to anything. So I'm going to challenge you first to walk around with a collaborative mindset, okay? So I've got a couple of examples for this. The first thing that comes to mind is writer's events. So my local library has been amazing with all of the events that they've offered, and they've continued to offer online now before we'd actually get to go to the library and meet in person. But now they've just pretty much moved everything online and continued on with the fun. Um, so I guess it's been, oh goodness, I don't remember, maybe a year and a half or so ago, I went to a writer's event at my local library and I met this girl, her name's Megan, another Megan, she spells it differently, but Megan Lacarage. And we got to talking, we realized that we actually live on the same street the same street people, and we're both writers. Like, how crazy is that? We didn't even know it. So since that time, you know, we've gotten to know each other. I was able to kind of help her promote her book and share about her amazing book with others. Uh, She wrote, her first book was My Siblings Still, and it came from her experience with losing a child. And so this children's book is written for siblings who have lost siblings. Um, And it's just a beautiful, beautiful book. And so there was that opportunity, and then you know she really championed and encouraged me when my first book came out. Um, and now you know we still have this relationship. We're going to have a brainstorming session together via Zoom, and all of these kinds of just fun things where you know it's someone nearby. And even though we don't write the same things, we're both writers. We're both creatives. We both enjoy these things, and it's something that we can share together. So and it all started with just being willing to say hi to a stranger, which is a hard thing. That's just one example. And another is in a recent, in a more recent writers group that was online, um, you know, I got to thinking like, what can I share? What can I do to help other writers in my area? And, you know, that can be a little overwhelming when you think about it. Obviously, we don't have the time to critique everyone's work, or we may not have the funds to buy everyone's book, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but there's, there's something, there's some little nugget that you can do to help someone else. So as I was in this, it was a three-part writer series. As I was in it, I got to kind of looking at the other writers in this Zoom meeting. I pinpointed a couple who are both writer moms, and they both mentioned the same thing that kind of was my issue a few years ago was... You've got kids at home, you can't just go to writer's groups that meet somewhere else. Like, you're stuck, kind of, with these kids in the house, and you can't always go to these great events that might be out there. So for them, having these things online was a tremendous thing for them. So it's like, aha, I can send those two a message, give them my email address, and say, hey, let me know if you ever have any questions, and then... When one of them did actually reach out to me, I got to tell her about Writer Moms, uh, which is a fantastic group of, you guessed it, Writer Moms. (laughs) And because we're all in that kind of same time of life, that same season of life, uh, we just understand certain things and certain struggles that are unique to us. So I was able to get her plugged into that community. So now she has a community online. And then another thing about a collaborative mind set was I was walking around at an artist fair and you know all these people have these lovely handmade items and you know at first you may not think that there would be anything there but there was this lady who made homemade leather bookmarks I'm an author write books bookmarks boom maybe we could collaborate on something so it could be something like that too. Yeah I actually have a similar experience at a um at an artist craft fair and Walking around, you got to see a lot of really cool stuff. What I particularly honed in on was this lady who did pottery. She had the standard things like mugs and plates and bowls and stuff too, but she also made these miniatures and they were just so adorable. So I actually got like a pair of owls and they are maybe three quarters of an inch tall. So miniatures have always kind of uh, drawn me in. For some reason, these were really well done. They were such good craftsmanship and just something that I could imagine myself one day working with somebody to create some sort of product that epitomized my books one day. Uh, So I got her card and I talked to her about it. She was on board. I have her card and this will happen one day. But if I wouldn't have been there in that place, though... And thinking about my creative efforts and how cool I think other people's creative efforts are, and, and then also kind of spoken up a little bit and been like, hi, stranger. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it was actually a really good thing. And, and our personalities hit off, our, the conversation was good. And I just thought this is somebody that I, first of all, want to support. And second of all, I want to work with that's kind of like an obvious way to collaborate, I suppose, is, you know, I have this creative thing, you have this creative thing, let's put it together. Uh, But also there's other ways that you can collaborate with creative. So my mother is an exceptional creative. And when she was a teacher, they had a fall festival at their school for the community and they wanted to have a lot of people set up and, and selling things and having tables at this event. And so she called me and at the time I lived a state away, but she was like, I know that you make jewelry and I want you to make some and I want you to bring it down here and I want you to sell it. And at this point in time, I was making jewelry only for me. I had not sold it to anyone um, before. And so I had to force myself to make decisions basically. So I was able to bring this jewelry to this place. And so the collaboration with this from one creative to another is that my mother, this other creative pushed me out of my comfort zone and I learned from it and I had a great experience from it. So that collaboration was a little bit different than I have this talent and you have this talent. Let's put it together. But supporting other creatives, that's a collaboration as well. And I think you did that with Megan really well. That's a great, great. Example and a great point to make that you know sometimes it may not always be you pulling your talents, but it may be just simply supporting. Yeah, love that. So, and there's a a collaborative effort that I want to happen, by the way, um, (laughs) between my mom and my uncle who has opened a brewery in Opelika, Alabama. It's called the Whistle Stop Brew Shop. So isn't that cute? It's so adorable. And I also want to take this moment to openly request a road trip to Opelika to visit the Whistle Stop Brew Shop. I but... was going to if you didn't. Okay, great. great. So we'll put that on the calendar too. Yes. But uh, it's, just look at the website. It's, it's a really unique, really cool place. And my mom also makes beer bread. She brought up the idea that she would like to make beer bread out of my uncle's beer. And sell it somehow, you know, with and, and have that collaboration, and that hasn't happened yet. So, Kathy Johnson, Scott Brown, this is something that needs to happen. Mom also sews, and she makes the best aprons. So, how awesome would it be to have a six pack, a, a loaf of beer bread, and an apron in a gift set for that? I would absolutely just be blown away and so excited to have that gifted to me. So can I just say, and you know, ditto on this and you guys need to get together. (laughs) Yes. You, uh, you already have customers. You just have to make the product now. So so that would be amazing and uh, and we'll we'll put the link down they have a website and an Instagram page if you're interested and if you're around Opelika you want to learn how to to brew beer and uh, or taste the beer that they that they make you can figure out how to do that from there but yes that needs to happen and uh, we are pinning in that road trip. If not our 2020 calendar, we really hope that circumstances are lifted to where we can visit in 2021. So road trip, Joy. Yes, I am there. <laughs> Love it. We're coming for you, Uncle Scotty. Woo <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, you know, another thing is, and I feel like this comes so close to what you're talking about. It could actually come when you least expect it, a collaboration and it could be something that that doesn't seem to go together so for example my in-laws they're amazing with their garden okay my my father-in-law's garden is it's a thing of Wonder. I mean, it's it's just incredible. As he says in talking about his beans, he's got beanstalks that Jack would be proud of. These things are massive, guys. Like, I'm telling you, I've never seen beanstalks this just elaborate. His corn is like, poof. I mean, stuff is crazy tall. Like, he just, he has a fantastic, amazing garden. And everything always tastes amazing from it, too. So, they also, they can a lot of their stuff that they garden. And I know that's kind of seems to be a little bit of a dying art, which is a sad and totally different topic, but, um, they do such an incredible job canning the vegetables and, um, or making salsa and canning it, or, you know, making whatever and canning it, um, jelly, jams, things like that. So they have all of this stuff that they're canning that they can't possibly eat themselves. Um, so they've been talking about, going to farmer's markets, which we've got a lot of those in the area, which is super fun. But my mother-in-law told me how great it would be if maybe we shared a table. So I bring my books and they have their vegetables, their canned jellies or whatever they, they have, and we share a table. And you might think books, and canned food, that doesn't seem to go together. But here's what I think, we can kind of feed one another because maybe someone comes in because they see, oh, a book. I like books. And then they decide, oh, I want some jelly, you know, or whatever. Or maybe they come in because they're wanting some canned uh, pickled okra to go in their Bloody Marys. (laughs) It's a big thing in this area, right? And they happen to can and pickle some of the best. So maybe they come in for that and then they decide to get a book too while they're there. Um, Who knows? So that's just another way uh, that a collaboration that you may not initially think, oh, this goes together, hey, it just might. And I completely agree. And here's the thing too, maybe you don't sell any books, but you have an opportunity there to be around other creatives and to have conversations with people that might spur your next project or it might spur another kind of collaboration. So I I have a hard time saying no to opportunities because you just don't know how it's going to benefit you, even if it's not immediate. Right. You are so right about that. Uh, You know, another interesting thing is because my first novel is Southern fiction. Well, food plays a big role in that. So one of the fun little freebie things that I I did at one of my first events was to have a little recipe booklet that I gave to people who came to the event. And I was able to use some recipes from my father-in-law uh, and from other people who I know who just are incredible bakers or cooks or whatever. And I mean, how cool is that? So who knows? Maybe my next book, I have a certain jam or jelly that they've made. And that is what spurs the motivation or the, um, is the inspiration behind that. And the more I think about it, that doesn't seem so far off either, because when you were fixing to launch your book and you were gathering all of those recipes, you had a chicken and dumpling cook-off. Yes. Do you remember it did. that? It was so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That's the recipe. The winner of that cook-off was the recipe that you used in your recipe cards um, for, your, for your launch. So... Yeah, so food might actually be a perfect collaboration for your Southern (laughs) Fiction book. But on surface level, food and books don't necessarily combine. So I totally get where you're coming from with that, for sure. True. (laughs) One of the examples that I have for this one is that um, Allison Chestnut is uh, one of our English professors when we were in college. And she has opened a bookstore called The Author Shop. And it's in downtown Hattiesburg. We'll put links in for that as well. But she was playing it's so cool. You're gonna love it. But she was playing around with creating coasters for to in order to sell in her shop. And so a long time ago, I had sent her a text message of a picture that I had taken in downtown Hattiesburg. And so she pulled that picture and made a practice coaster with that. So after that She called me up and she was like, I want you to take pictures of X, Y, and Z. And so I took pictures of that, sent it to her, and she made coasters of those pictures too. And in exchange, I get free poetry critiques. Yes, ma'am. You heard me correctly. So basically I win, but we take, that's a, photography is one of my creative outlets. So being able to, first of all, see my photography being in use and in a store is a fabulous thing. And also, I get to feel like I have reciprocated something to her for, for, critiquing my poetry, and her opinion is so valued. So I feel like that this is a a situation where I can give back to her, and I am so thrilled to be able to do that. So that collaboration is important to me on a number of different levels. Definitely. You can learn from her and just kind of help her business too, because it's just one extra thing. And she can say, Hey, this is a local photographer who's also a writer. And, you know, it's just one of those special little things that can happen in a local independent bookstore, which just really excites me because I happen to really love local independent bookstores. Yes, and the author shop is unique in that they are really trying to cultivate a community as well as sell books too. So offering people a place to come in and talk about books together is a really cool thing. Yes. Oh my goodness. Love that. (laughs) So through all of these examples, I think what we can see is that if you're observant and if you're present and... In your conversations and just like in, in your experiences in your life from, from moment to moment, if you are there, opportunities for collaboration can just pop up. So the next step to that is to just be brave. And Joy challenges me with this all the time, guys. So she's always reminding me to just be brave and to just ask because you just never know what people are going to say. Well, you know, and it's, it's not easy for me either. Like I really have had to push myself to, to do those things. You know, and I still struggle. Like it's not an easy thing to just ask, but so that's the thing you just never know. You know, some collaborations might just pop up, like you said, and kind of hit you in the face. Other things you might see opportunities around you, but you might think, well, that's not really for me. So, for example, um, we have this fantastic lady. Her name is Brandy, and she owns the Green Oaks Apothecary here in Slidell, Louisiana. And I love this store on so many levels. They sell homemade soaps and candles, and they have all the essential oils and so many things. She's a huge proponent for, you know, just healthy living and clean living. And Brandy is just amazing, too. Like, she's been a huge champion for Old Town, which is kind of like our little downtown area here, and she's been a huge force in having so many incredible events in that area, and just a really a revitalization of that area of Slidell. So they were going to have, or they have an arts evening, and it happens once a year, and so my first thought was, well, I'm not an artist. Like, you know, when I hear that, I immediately think like painters and, and things like that, and um, I know. I know. Shame, shame. Shame on me. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the old me, new me thing. Old me would have just assumed, okay, eh, painters, that's not me, moving right along. New me, new daring me, (laughs) actually (laughs) asked, so I'm an author. Are you interested in having an author for this? And you never know, just ask. The answer was yes. So what was the worst that was going to really happen if they'd said no? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not like they're going to, you know, do anything to shame me or something for asking. That's not the way that works. So there was really nothing for me to lose and everything for me to gain. So our spring arts evening was canceled, unfortunately, but they've got a new date for it. Fingers crossed. And here's where Brandy comes back in. She has decided, since everything's starting to open back up a little bit now, she has decided to reach out to all of the incredible artists in this area. And she is hosting an artist market once a month in the parking lot of her business, the Green Oaks Apothecary. And so there you go. Now we have an opportunity to bring our goods, our um, jewelry, or our Uh, paintings or our books or our whatever and be set up in her great little area in front of her adorable shop and showcase our work for the people in our community. The same concept too for let's say you have more famous people in your field. Okay, so for example with us, you know, it was very intimidating to reach out and ask Joanna Penn if she would be willing to come on our podcast. I mean, she is like, she is well known. She is she's a big deal. Like we've said before, she's been a mentor for us for a very long time, but you never know until you ask and she happened to say yes. There you go. Who knows what all could come from simply asking? It was really difficult for me to ask Allison to um, to critique my poetry as well. And uh, so and she was thrilled to do it. And she would do it without pictures to put on coasters. And she has done it without pictures to put on coasters. So I, I agree with you. I think sometimes we just need to swallow our fear and just go for it. So I think it's time for a challenge. I absolutely do. Uh, Joy, what's our challenge for this week? So... Here you go. This week, think about it. Who might be someone you could collaborate with? Maybe someone's already popped in your mind as we've been talking. Maybe an idea has already begun to grow, or perhaps you're just gonna go through this week with that collaborative mindset that we talked about earlier. And you might just not even know the amazing thing that's gonna pop out at you on Thursday, (laughs) or whatever day, okay? Think outside your creative medium. Um, think about collaborating beyond uh, beyond titles, beyond products, beyond the thing itself, you know. Go outside the creative boundaries we set for ourselves. So we can be present and we can be attentive to the situations that we're in, the experiences that we are experiencing at that moment. Also, if there is something that you want to talk to us about, please feel free to email us at editorial at editorial. Logosandmythospress.com and tell us about your collaborations or maybe you have an ask. Cool. That's intriguing. I'm excited. Isn't it though? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, whatever it is this week that you do, I just hope that it's amazing and wish you all the best in those endeavors. Have an amazing creative week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think QWERTY Writing Life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Courty Riding Life rocks ice for real, oh my please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting qwertywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more Candid Chats for you.